Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Amen. Thank you for that tonight. Uh, Isaiah chapter 38, if you would turn there. Isaiah. I had a great day today. Uh, Pastor took me to go see the Wisconsin and uh, went in there and spent a couple hours in its bowels, uh, walking around discovering things, amen. So he could probably do the tour himself. Uh, he's, He's been in there, I'd imagine, quite a few times. How many ever got picked on when you were in school? I uh, I, I wish I'd I'd had an, an older brother. Uh, uh, I was picked on growing up. I was I was uh, short. I was little. I grew a foot in high school, and uh, uh, but unfortunately the growth caught up to me late. <laughs> I got picked on in high school too, and uh, this one I, I wish I, I just had an older brother that, that, that could maybe watch over me, and or or when I go home with a shiner, I could say something, and you know, and big brother goes and takes care of it, you know, and uh, but anyway, it's possible to be picked on in life, or in other words where it seems as if things are coming against you. It seems like, my, my gosh, it's, it's like two steps forward, but, but three steps back. And uh, there's a God that we can call upon when things are, are, when life, it seems, is picking on you. I shared this story with uh, folks during the marriage seminar, and so... Uh, uh, if you, you're here and you're in the seminars, you've heard this already, bear with me, but this is for the sake of those that weren't here. The story goes that back in the 1920s, a man was driving his vehicle. He was driving his car down a road. And uh, most of the roads in America in the 1920s were dirt. They, there were very few roads were actually paved. So this guy's going down this dirt country road his car begins to sputter, and suddenly it dies, and he pulls off to the side, and he's there. He opens up the, the hood of his Model T. The problem is, is he doesn't know how it works, and, and he's there. He's, it, it, won't, it, it doesn't seem to want to work. It's got gas. Suddenly, a car comes pulling up down the, down the road. He sees this car coming, and the, the car pulls over. 
Guy walks up to him and he says, what's the problem? He goes, well, I, I don't know. My car broke down. I was going down the road. It, it started to sputter and it, it, it gasped and it died. And here I am. He goes, okay. So he goes underneath the hood, does a couple of things, and then pulls his head out from underneath the hood and he tells the guy, uh, start it up, turn the key. And the guy starts it up. And it started right up, and he couldn't believe it. And it's like, my goodness, well, how, that's wonderful. What, what did you do? And, and how were you able to get it going? And he said, I'm Henry Ford. I invented this car. And he got in his car and drove away, and this man went on to tell the story. And so why was Henry Ford able to fix that car? Because he designed it. He knows everything about that car. He knows the, the nuances and the habits of that particular car. And, uh, and because of that, he was able to fix it. He knew how to solve the problem with that car. So this evening, there's people here where it seems as if life is ganging up on you in certain areas. There's people here tonight, it seems as if life has taken control in certain aspects of your life. We'll get into that in a minute. So what do you do when you have no solutions? What do you do when you have nowhere to turn? What do you do when you've run out of options and life is ganging up on you? What do you do? You call on your spiritual older brother. Or in this case... You call upon the Lord, and we'll explain that. I, want to, I, I, I call this sermon, The God of Creation, because before we read the text, I want to say something. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Okay? Let's go to the text, Isaiah 38, verse 1. And in those days was Hezekiah sick uh, uh, unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him, and he said unto him, Thus says uh, Jehovah, Set your house in order, for you are going to die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, and he prayed unto Jehovah, and said, Remember now, O Jehovah, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart, and I have done that which is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sorely. Then came the word of Jehovah to Isaiah, saying, Go back and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, Behold, I will add 15 more years. Amen. So let's talk first of all about our own limitations. And this involves many times different dimensions. You might have one, you might have all of about what I'm about to, to mention. But the, your, your limitations can change through the years. And what I mean by that is as life changes, as your life changes, your limitations change. In the text, 
Hezekiah is sick and he's dying. In fact, he's on his deathbed. Sickness has run its course. No doubt he's prayed. No doubt he's, he's uh, uh, sought God. But, but there are no more options. This thing is it's going to kill him. He's going to be dead before the month is over. God even sends the prophet. And so here he is, this, this prophet comes, and here's the king, he's looking at him, and he's probably thinking, oh, awesome, awesome, okay, here's the prophet, man, he's going to give me a good word, and Hezekiah looks at him, or excuse me, Isaiah looks at him, and he goes, yeah, I got some bad news, bro, uh, God spoke to me and told me to tell you, no, you are going to die. In other words, you're, you're out of options. You can talk about the woman uh, uh, with the issue of blood. Twelve years, the Bible says, she has spent all her livelihood, all the money that she had, she has spent it on doctors. The Bible says that she has suffered many things at the hands of the physicians, and God only knows what kind of remedies and exercises and potions, and God only knows what this woman has suffered at the hands of these doctors. She's run out of options. When you read the ministry of Jesus, how many times was he confronted by the blind, by lepers, by the palsy, by the paralytic, the cripple. In other words, here are people, they have no options. It's not like, oh, this is just something temporary. You might be here tonight. You have health issues this evening. Maybe you've suffered them for years. My wife, for years, she has suffered. She has a degenerative spine condition and arthritis and, and, and just lives with chronic pain and, and we're praying and fasting and we're believing God. Years ago, I, I, I never, you know, when, when I was running and lifting and living life, I never imagined. I, I, I have a cane that I use from time to time when the hip ain't working today, man. And or, or I've been, you know, I've had two heart attacks, a tumor, tumor and a quadruple bypass. Somebody says, you had two heart attacks? Why? Because I liked the first one so much I had another. <laughs> My twisted outlook on it. Amen. But sometimes it could be social issues. So not only do you have health issues, health problems, that you, you have no... You ever wonder, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to vent my spleen here for a minute. Have you ever stopped to wonder why medica medications that solve simple stuff are cheap and you buy them over the counter? But those that really are going to help people, oh no, those are $500 a pill. Anyway, okay, let's get back to the sermon here. Sometimes it's social issues. I'm talking about things, maybe it involves your upbringing. I've dealt uh, for years with the fatherless generation trying to work with these young men that they can't take criticism, they can't take correction. They, they, they uh, uh, naturally uh, associate correction with rejection that I don't like you, I hate you, and that's why I'm correcting you and rebuke. When on the contrary, if I didn't care about you, I'd let you self-destruct. But on the contrary, that I'm talking to you and trying to help you. But, but here they are because they're fatherless. I'm talking men and women who suffer with insecurity. 
I've pastored people that literally, I'm not, I mean, I ain't kidding you. I think they were raised by wolves. No manners. I mean, I've gone to fellowship and we're sitting at the table and, and, and I, I, it's like, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Man, you're going to lose your appetite. And I'm talking, and they're talking about, ha, 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 food's falling out and, 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 you, and you're just like, you know, and my wife goes, aren't, aren't you, aren't you going to finish your dinner? I'm, I'm not hungry anymore. I, I kind of lost my appetite when that guy's hamburger, you know, and, I've I've pastored people that I remember one lady that that I pastored. I mean, this is the woman that will come up to you and you're bringing your newborn baby to the church for the full first time and oh and you know how women are oh no my god oh and she comes up and goes man your baby's ugly. I mean. I, I mean, I, I remember one time walking up to her and be, and I and I whispered behind her ear. I said, "Dear, you don't have to speak everything that comes to your mind." And I've had him say, "Well, I say what's on my mind. I say it like it is. I say what's on my mind." The Bible says, "Foolish people do that." Tell her she has a beautiful baby, and you know, like an angel without the wings, and you know what. Whatever it is. But I'm talking, they have maybe no education, no skills, no, no people skills. Sometimes it can involve family curse. I've, I've pastored people where I'm talking the children are carrying, they're taking on the traits of dad and grandpa. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is family curse. I've known entire families. They're all crazy. They're all crazy. I've told my kids, don't go to that house. Don't go to that family. They're all crazy. The dog is cross-eyed. But at least he didn't bite me. (laughs) Never going to live it down. Never going to live it down. I'm going to stand at the pastor's meeting in August. Does anybody have anything to say? Yes. His dog bit me. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's people that deal with the spirit of rejection. You could talk about Jabez in the Old Testament where his mother names him Jabez. Here's this newborn baby and the mother names him Jabez, meaning born in pain. In other words, you weren't worth the pain that this caused. Sometimes it's the curse of illegitimacy, insecurity, self-pity emotionally unstable. The list goes on and on and on. And it seems like you can't seem to get a handle on it. Sometimes it's economic. Your money is limited. Your skills are limited. It seems as if you struggle from year to year to year. It seems like like you go from one hardship to another. An example of this is the widow of Zarephath that here 
Not only is there a famine in the land, her husband dies, leaving her and her son. And, and here, the, the economic issues, they, they have just enough meal that, they, that they, they, they've got just enough to make a little pita bread and, and they're collecting sticks to throw into the, into the clay oven. They're going to they're gonna cook the dough. That's it. That is, they're done. That is all they have. No money. They're going to eat this and they're going to they're gonna die. They're going to wait for death. It could be the widow with the two children, another widow. Her husband dies and he left a debt. And so here, back then, they didn't repossess the car. They didn't come in and repossess your TV. They repossess your kids and say, your husband left a debt. We are taking your two sons until they pay off that debt. They're going to be slaves. And she comes to the man of God going, what do I do? What do I do? Could be age issues. Abraham and Sarah. They're old. They're beyond childbearing years. You could talk about Zacharias and Elizabeth. They, here they are. They've been trying for years and, and nothing. I never, when I got saved, when, when, when I was a young man, I, I never thought I'd be dealing with the health issues that I do today. Certain things where, I mean, the reason my, my daughter, my daughter bought me this, this, this watch and this is one of those things that, you know, you open it up Christmas morning and you go, oh, hey, hey, thank you, wow, thank you. Another way to be interrupted. But, but she, 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 you know, my daughter, uh, uh, Taya knows uh, my daughter, Shannon, and uh, uh, she she uh, uh, she really watches out for her dad and and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Shannon is so funny she uh, she'll put her arm around me and uh, put her head on my shoulder and say Daddy you you don't you don't have to tell the other siblings that I'm your favorite they know <laughs> but but they bought me it's got the cellular and and all that and the reason. They bought it for me because they know I like a Swiss watch. I like a nice Swiss or German, you know, uh, a watch. There's, I say there's watches and there's timepieces. And I like a nice timepiece. But they didn't buy me this for decoration. She bought me this because she's afraid I'm going to be on a jog somewhere. And I have a medical emergency that I can I can. Get in there and 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 call uh, 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 the fire department or whoever. I never in my wildest dreams I thought that I would have kids where they're they're watching they're watching after me and 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 uh, uh, you know some you know, one of them will go. Have you eaten today, Dad? Did you eat? Did you eat? And and suddenly they're like, he hasn't eaten. No wonder he's okay. He's get him something to eat. Get him a candy bar. So let's, and it is Snickers. <laughs> People think I got Snickers because, you know, like I'm cool. No, it's because it's a fast sugar joint. So anyway, so let's talk about the God who can reverse nature. Again, in the beginning, 
Who? God. Because God created nature. God created the universe. God created the world. He has power over it. In other words, creation is subject to God. It's not the other way around. It's, it's not like, well, gosh, you know, it's, God doesn't go, well, I'd, I'd like to help you, but there's only so much time in a day. I, I wish I could work a miracle for you, but, but there's only so much, so many, so many days in a year. I, I can't help you. There's only so much in the universe that I can do. It doesn't work like that. We are limited. We are subject to creation. We are subject to nature, right? The moment we're born, we begin to die. I mean, isn't that, isn't that great? It's like, don't tell, you know, don't tell the mother that the baby's ugly. Tell the mother, you know, she's dying. I mean, the moment she breathed her first breath, you know, like hours, you know, like, what is it, like grains of sand through an hourglass, you know, uh, it's, uh, days are running out, God only knows, you know, and, and it's, uh, uh, you know, and so here, the moment we're born, we begin to die. Age and sickness begin to take its toll. Farmers are subject to the weather. We are subject to gravity. Right? Because that's how it works. But you've got to grasp this. Write this in your Bible somewhere. God is not limited by creation. It's subject to Him. Joshua fighting the Amalekites. And here they're getting ready to retreat into the mountains. If they get into the hills, they're gone. You're never going to get them. They're, they're going to disappear into the wilderness. He stands there in the middle of a battle points his finger to the sky and says, Oh, son, in the name of Jehovah, I command you to stand still. And it did. And so people would say, well, you know, scientifically, you know, the, the sun isn't going, down. you know, we are rotating and spinning around. That. Well, then God made the earth stand still. However you want to look at it, the point is that God has dominion over creation. Israel is fleeing from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's armies are pursuing their back when they realize that, that they, they're, they're, they're not ambushed, but they're trapped. There are hills. There are mountains on the north and south of them. Here comes Pharaoh. Behind them is the Red Sea. God goes, I am not limited by that. And he parts the waters. And they cross on dry land. Because creation is subject to God. Peter and the disciples, they're in a boat. There's a storm. Jesus comes walking along in the water. He doesn't have to sink, you know, because why? Because creation is subject to him. Peter goes, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come out with you. Jesus says, lock and load, dude. Step out. And Peter does, and he's the only other known person to have walked on water because he understood that water, that, that substance of nature is subject to the power of God. First Kings 17, God commands ravens 
to bring food to Elijah. If you, I don't know if they have them out here, but you know, back in Tennessee, ravens, which are, 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 are crows with a fancy name, these things are monsters. These things are huge. The first time I saw them was at a church picnic, and one landed, and, and, and I mean, I'm talking, I thought it was like a hawk or something. You know, you're like, ah, you think these things are massive. How many know they don't bring you food? They take you food. They carry off the young. It's like, that was a big crow. It's okay. Your kid was ugly anyway. But God goes, no, 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 no. I can make the ravens bring you food. John chapter 11, Lazarus has been dead for days. He's dead. He wasn't mostly dead. He was completely dead. He smells. This guy is decomposing for days worth. You ain't lived until you smelled a dead body. And, and I'm telling you, when they... When they send you, when you're, when you're, uh, you know, you're a cop, and they send you to go, we, 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 somebody is missing. We don't know. They're in the house. We haven't seen them in a week, and that's not like them. Their cars here, papers, and stacking. And you're like, you know, you get in, go into the house, and I'm talking. You open the door. You open the door. Ah. Uh-uh. It's, it's this putrefying sweet smell. It's like no other thing on earth. And, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so what do you do? You get the Old Spice. Put it on your handkerchief, and you go in there, and sure enough, you know, you're like, yep, yep. They be dead. And, and here's Jesus goes, nah, nah. Lazarus, come forth. And he comes out. And the Bible says he didn't stink. And and here he is. Now think about that. Death, death can't hold somebody that God goes, no, you're coming back. Thousands of people follow Jesus to a desolate place. No food. And here they are. He says, feed them. Feed them with what? And again, somewhere they mug a little kid, you know, and, and they go, well, all we have found is this, this boy's lunch, you know. And, and, and at what, what, this is 5,000 people, 5,000. And they believe eight to 10,000 because back then they only counted the men. And so here's all these people, but a boy's lunch. The Bible says he blessed it and multiplied, and, and here everybody got fed, everybody had seconds, and they had 12 baskets of food left over. Because that's what God can do. Because God commands creation. God is the big brother. So the key to overcoming. So here we are. Okay, here's a God who's not limited to nature. Nature is subject to him. So how do you get that power? By calling on the name of the Lord. In other words, if life, if creation has produced circumstances that you're living under, then 
the key is to call on the name of the Lord that creation is subject to. I'm talking about prayer. Luke chapter 1 again. Here's Zacharias and Elizabeth unable to have children. He's ministering in the temple and the angel shows up. And what does the angel say to Zacharias? Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Here's Jabez. Again, the spirit of rejection is going to destroy him. But First Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10, Jabez called upon the name of the Lord. That he understands his limitations. He understands that, that I, I, don't, I don't have a chance. Things are working against me, but he calls upon the name of the Lord. He prays, and God heard his prayer and blessed him. In our text, Hezekiah is lying on his deathbed. That even the prophet, even the prophet shows up and says, get your house in order because you're going to die. You're not going to live this out. He calls upon the name of the Lord. Text says that he prays and the Lord tells Isaiah, hey, 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 go back. Go back. Tell him I'm giving him 15 more years. Why? Because creation is subject to God. Creation must obey God. It can cause life to reverse itself on your behalf where it seems as if life is picking on you. Life is beating you up. Life uh, is that bully. God can reverse it where suddenly that thing that's taking dominion over you suddenly begins to bless you. Ruth and Naomi. I mean, here she is. You talk about things pointed against her. She's a Moabite. Her husband's dead. Widows had no rights back then. You know, one of the biggest things that a widow got was that God commanded the farmers, uh, you will not harvest the corners of your fields. You're going to leave that for the poor and for widows. And, and here she is. Here's Naomi. Here's, here's Ruth. And, and Ruth's got it worse than Naomi because she's a Moabite. She's, it's a curse. There's a curse upon those people. She's got that curse that she's lived. And here she is, but she speaks those words. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And God goes, oh, I love this girl. He goes, okay. And he moves circumstances around where suddenly she's gleaning in the fields and she crosses over into the field of Boaz as Boaz is getting off his horse and he looks down and sees her and says, Pow. <laughs> you know, watch, which, what's your name? What's your name? Hey, what's your sign? Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and starts talking to her and grabs her. They marry and she gives birth to King David's grandfather. That she, this, this woman who had a curse, this woman who 
didn't have what? what are these, what's the saying? There? She didn't have two nickels to rub together or something like that. And here God moves through circumstances and she marries a wealthy man, dies wealthy, and is grafted into the lineage of Jesus Christ. That's what God can do. What is the key? You have to call upon the name of the Lord. You, you continue to pray and you pray and you pray again. But pastor, I've been praying and it's not happening. Then you keep praying. Then you keep praying. I'm talking to Pastor Dragoon uh, before we started the revival. It might have been the first or second day. And I've been scribbling thoughts and I'm talking to other pastors that think about this, that your prayers can get God to reverse himself. Reverse himself. We think, well, that's sovereign God. He's, a, he's God. He's a, he's a sovereign God. Yeah, and your prayers can get him to go back on what he just said. Hezekiah, you're going to die. I'm even sending the prophet to verify it to you. And he prays. And as the prophet's leaving, God goes, stop. Stop. Go back. Fifteen more years. Good prayer. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. When you're living under conditions that you say, Lord, help me, help me here, then call upon the God that creation must bow down and say, yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads this evening. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vbph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.